You're listening to a DM podcast. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Likes. You are with your host, Amy Gerard. I am at home in the study, formerly known as Big B Study, with my mama bear, Mustang Sally. Say hello. Hello there, everyone. No, you've got to come way closer. Hello, everyone. Yay. <laughs> I very rarely get to see uh, my mum and dad nowadays because they've abandoned me. Not quite. <laughs> they've abandoned me. They've moved down south. They waited until I had a handful of children and needed the most help, and they've fled. They've fled the scene. <laughs> so when I do get uh, the privilege of having them up and staying with us, I get them on the podcast. So welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining me at this absolute last minute final hour. Mum and Dad are actually about to go out and have dinner with some friends of theirs. Um, they have a bigger social life than I do. Well, it is friends from up here rather than friends from down there. Down there. Oh, you've got friends everywhere now, don't we you? We do. Yes. They actually now just use me for a halfway house. Um, <laughs> so they come up here and you had uh, a Christmas dinner on Friday night. We had Harry's birthday on Sunday. You've got a dinner tonight. A dinner tomorrow night. A dinner night. tomorrow night. Secret another, women's business. Another Christmas party on Wednesday. Uh, that is outrageous. I th- here I was thinking you were coming up to offer up babysitting duties. <laughs> no, that's that's, that's, that's done, right? <laughs> I got to book in in advance these days because if I um if I don't give them three months notice, that's it. They, they lock themselves in for social plans. Um, at least you know now where. I get it from. Everyone thinks that I'm very, very social and I feel like I, I'm just a prodigy of my upbringing. Definitely. So the reason I wanted to get on the podcast, there was a few weeks, no, a couple of months ago, I actually jumped on here and I was just, again, it was one from home and I was doing like a little monologue, like a little um, life update for, you know, the community of women that, well, and men that listen to the podcast and I was giving them a life update with the book and with the house renos and then I, bizarre, I, for some reason I started talking about, oh, that's right, it was when they were doing all the backburning and we were just like pillowed with smoke for days and days and days. And I was talking to my phone, but I was saying that as an adult now, I have a very, not bizarre, but like I have a very different, memory. different, no, like it affects me when I, grew up, obviously, when we had, you know, all the bushfires and we lost our house in the fire. I never really, like, it was, it was more exciting than anything. Like, it was sad. There was a point where it was a bit sad. Like, I, but I never really understood. I I knew that we'd lost our home, but I was also like, oh, whose house are we sleeping at tonight? And what am I going to wear? And who's dropping off more bags of clothes? And what extra presents are we getting from dad's prosecutor mates? And it's, it's only, and that's obviously just come from a place of innocence as a child, right? But it's only in the last, I would say, seven years that when I smell smoke now, it doesn't trigger like trauma in me, but it just, it makes me feel a little bit anxious and I view it incredibly different. And I actually got really emotional talking about this a few months ago on my podcast because I was just like, 
I could not even imagine being a mum. Losing everything. Yeah, of three kids and not having... Any support. Any support or any family and, you know, wanting to be, you know, you're that protector and you're the person who always wants to look after your kids and make sure they're safe and, you know, feel loved and all that. And then to lose everything, I just, I I view it so differently and it does, it gets me quite emotional because I think, I mean, you know, Ben, Tom and I were only eight, six and four or whatever, Six um, and five. How old was Tom I? Tom had only just. Well, Tom was just about to start school, so he was. Yeah, so four. Five, four no, just four, about. To, yeah, yes. so four and five, and maybe I was seven, seven. or something. Yes. Yeah. And we were none the wiser, but I. I remember you being quite cross. <laughs> why? Because I told you only to get one thing out of your bedroom because I didn't actually believe our house was going to burn down. But I remember you being cross and saying, "Why didn't you tell me to get more?" <laughs> I would have taken more stuff. <laughs> Didn't I take stuff from the pantry, like ch- bags of chips or something? I remember getting back to Bob and Kaz's and pulling out a bag of, like, CCs. I can't remember that. Um, mm. I just remember um, you said that you would have taken a doll or you'd have taken something else that you hadn't thought of. Mind you... I left all my jewellery and everything. I picked up my jewellery case and put it back down because I really didn't believe it was going to happen to us and that we would actually lose the whole thing. Yeah, because I remember we were having that barbecue. No, we were in this pool. We were all in the pool with um, some friends. Yeah. Um, And they actually left. And Dad, Dad and his mate came back from golf and they were looking out the back fence and I said... Well, I think maybe this is getting a bit close because we smell smoke quite a lot because yeah. there's lots of back burning or not back burning. There's lots of fires around. And then um, Dad said um, to the people who were there in the pool, oh, are you all right? Do you want us? And they said, no, we're going to pack up and go because we're a bit worried about their house. So they packed up and left. And then... did We went with them, didn't we? I no, remember. No, you went with Dad's mate. Oh, yeah. Um, so the dad's mate who'd just come back from golf with him said, how about I take the children to our house? And I said, that would be a good idea. And luckily we just grabbed some insurance papers, which <laughs> I thought was, and a couple of albums that I thought, you know, like a wedding album. That's about it. But nothing else. That was it. And then I thought, well, maybe I should pack a bag just in case for the kids to have change of clothes and... Uh, a few things like that, told each of the kids to go and get something that they wanted out of their bedroom. Bizarre things they took with them, but <laughs> we won't go there. Can't even remember what they were. But I know that Tom really loved his teddy at the time. He left that out of all things. Oh, no. Yes, but anyway. And then he took off with them, and then that's when it really just came across at us so fast. Yeah. And um, Dad then got a camera. <laughs> And we're starting to take pictures because he was thinking, oh, maybe I'll sell these pictures. Maybe I'll sell them on National Geographic. Oh, Women's Weekly. And he was clicking away and I was screaming at him to get out of the... We'd all, you know, done the right thing. We'd plugged all the bath with... Filled it with water. You fill all the gutters with water? We tried to fill the gutters. We'd sprayed our house and things. We'd filled... We'd taken the gas tanks inside um, and we filled as much things as we could with water. Mm. And then I was literally getting, I got in my car and I was honking the horn trying to get, and Dad was running out taking photos, <laughs> not God. even thinking to take his own car. So that got burnt to smithereens. 
And then um, we, I got him, told him to get into the car, and it wasn't until he got up to the corner he went, oh dear, and except it was a bit more expletive, I think. And then he realised that there was no film in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and so, did you, when you left the house, was there flames? Basically, uh, I, I, I was our... looking at our back garden, but I didn't know. But Dad did that. He heard the window get burst open upstairs in our or downstairs in the back room. As in, like something was a light even at at the back door. Yes, and then we <sighs> raced off up to the um, up to the corner, and that's when we said to other friends quick get off the roof just go it's not worth it it's not worth keeping just get your get your family and go there were people we met saying where am I going to go and we said just go to the beach and she said my husband won't leave the house so we went to his house and got him out and said come on you better take your computers because he was a computer nerd take your computers and take what you need but just go get out get in your car and go your life's more 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 important of course so and then we went to where you were yeah at at our friend's house lily pilly yes and then um about i think we all had a shower because we were all stinking of smoke got in and then came back about 9 30 and saw the devastation and were you allowed in the street by then we were allowed back in, yes, we were, because it had passed. And it had basically taken out our flattened, house. Flattened our house, flattened, uh, oh, how many How many houses do we lose? About one, two, three, four houses in the street were completely gone, completely gutted. Isn't that bizarre that it, like, the house either side of us, like one side of, one side of the house lost a little bit of their roof, but the other house was completely standing. It was standing, but it was not livable. So oh, that was had it to not? be re-roofed as well. Yes. Okay. So that had, and they just sold, which was awful, because they mm. just sold their property and bought somewhere down near the coast, and um, they had to rent it out. And while we were renting their house, which was very handy for us, we had the roof fixed and everything. So. And so when you went back um, that night... Mm. I tried to walk into the house, which was non-existent, and everybody around the, the neighbours were brilliant. They were all very supportive and holding us back and saying, don't worry, you can't go in there, it's still burning, things were still burning, it was all red hot still. Because I remember you coming back that night to Bob and Kaz's, mm. and you were very upset, but, I mean, you both held it together very well. Well, we had to. I mean, what can you do? I mean, my was a friend of ours, um, the people who previously lived next door, mm. they came around and he had a car phone, which was very unusual. <laughs> he rang my dad while in the car, from the car, and said, um, you know, I've got to ring your parents because they were due to come over and stay with us. Mm. And so he said, well, you've got to tell them. So I rang... We rang Dad and I said, look, I'm sorry, but I don't have a house. Don't come over. And Dad said, no, no, we'll come over quicker. And if we have to put you up in a hotel, we'll come over. And, um... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And then um, they said, oh, what can we do for you now? And I said, everybody said, I said, well, unless you can build a house in a day, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. But it... 
you were kind of engulfed in kindness from a lot of strangers, oh, right? Heaps, yeah. And the community? Actually, I've got to tell you this funny thing because some people said, oh, what do you need, what do you need? And I said, because I'd actually left my bag in there. Dad had left his wallet. We had no money. Luckily, we'd had our passports taken with us. Um, but we had no money, no cat, and I didn't take my bag. And, and somebody said, what, what do you really need now? And I said, actually, and this is a bit rude, I need a tampon. <laughs> oh, no, it's your period. Yes. So it just goes to show you just don't know when it's going to hit. So oh, anyway. gosh. I, I mean, I honestly, uh, and I think that's why it makes me emotional now. It makes me emotional not because of what we lost and the possessions that we lost or anything. It makes me emotional thinking about how you would have felt and how, like, not... Useless. <laughs> no, you weren't useless. I well, you couldn't do anything. You couldn't stop it. It was just, but you know, roaring. Yeah, but that. I mean, that doesn't make you useless. I mean, it's a. It's part of the. It's the con to living on the bush, right? Mm. And it's. It's a double-edged sword. Uh, can I make a suggestion? Yeah. Clean out your gutters. Oh, <laughs> I actually, yeah, I actually feel like one of the gutters is already blocked. I think so. And listen, we, um, we, the first thing we did when we moved in here was get home and contents insurance. <laughs> and I think they must have like viewed us where we live on the map and they're like, right, $12,000. <laughs> we were like, wow, we've got to really weigh up if this house is worth it. There's bloody insurance right. prices. Are- we only had wooden fences at the time too. So yes. These steel fences are much better. And also I think that you've now, there's now, you've got like the, you know, your local community, like everybody. Community Fire Brigade, yeah, they're very good. I feel like there was another little incident in 2003 where it, if it hadn't been for the, you know, the, what do you, what do they call it? The, like, all you guys. Community Fire Brigade. Community and Fire. Community Fire. Fire units. Really. Fire units. And they've all got like protective heat clothing and. You, do you go down and have like lessons? Yes. Well, you, actually, Ryan should do it. You need to. You don't. You do lots of online courses, courses and then you go down and you have to be trained in how to push hold out the, the hose and stuff. And, yeah, and then how to collect it to the um, water, whatever, like the fire, the fire like the hydrants, yeah, the yeah, water hydrants. And then you have to know where you're going to put it, and then you also learn how to uh, do one from the pool. Mm. So, um, but the, you know, the fire brigade were very good too. They help you. Do you remember 2003? I do. I remember being here in the lounge room and I had uh, Kari and Tegan from next door and I had a bloody hairless cat. cat. (laughs) I had a hairless cat. I had everyone and I just got my peas. And I remember... I don't think you had your peas. I think Ryan, Ryan Walsh, Walsh <laughs> my boy, high school boyfriend, <laughs> one of us had our peas. Because he drove Dad's car because Dad wasn't here. That's and right. I drove my car with all of you in there. Mm. Or some, some, and then Ryan drove some others. And then I drove them up to Menai High School. Yeah, that's right. And then it got quite close up there. Yep. I came back and was fighting the fire. And then I left and I was, I rang you and I said, where are you now? And you'd got, to, you'd got to McDonald's. Yes. And I'm going... Hang on a minute, there's far too many people in one car <laughs> with a cat and a dog in Dad's car. I'm thinking, hmm, yeah. it's not very good. <laughs> listen, if anyone pulled me over, I would have been like, listen, we're fleeing a, a fire, an out-of-control fire. We needed cheeseburgers. <laughs> um, but I remember distinctly sitting in the lounge room and the fo- I could see flames at the very end of our grass. And I, as, I, as I was like, right, we've got to go, I remember the fire brigade running down the side of the house. 
That's right. And then I was like, holy shit, if this, goes, if this house goes up again, like maybe it's time for us to relocate. But it didn't. It was saved. You can come in and say hello. He's doing a uh, we're just doing a podcast. podcast. Big B's just popped his head in. Mm. Those, <coughs> what are those shoes? They're sandals. <laughs> they're, they're horrendous. I'm just old people wear. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just You're doing it. Yeah. We're just doing a quick recap, and I'm just telling Mum how amazing I thought she was when it came to putting on a brave face and making sure that Ben, Tom, and I felt incredibly safe and loved and not overly frightened when bushfires yeah and then mum got all emotional now i feel terrible (laughs) no i'm right mum was very good yes hey i'm gonna get you to do a podcast with me next when not tonight but we'll do one maybe another tomorrow before you leave do you want to say hello and then you've got to leave hello to whoever is out there (laughs) It's the, all the podcast listeners. All the podcast listeners. <laughs> yes. Well, good afternoon, good evening, and uh, all of you, uh, no, uh, no. happy Christmas, <laughs> and keep well and stay happy. Okay. <laughs> That's the best recipe, stay happy. Okay. okay. Have you had a fresh shave? No, I shower and shave. And okay. Smelling, I'll be out in a minute. Smelling like a rose. <laughs> <laughs> so any final parting words? Is there anything that you think that Ryan and I should do to ensure that like this house doesn't go up and smoke again because it is we live we live on the bush and it is an, a, an absolutely stunning outlook and it's beautiful and it's peaceful and it's hard to put it into words how nice it is and I probably only really started to appreciate it when I became an adult as well like I can tell you right now the kids don't care they couldn't give two shits <laughs> I think the only thing we cut down a lot of I mean most bush. of the trees went anyway in the bush fire and we keep it cut low, Trimmed but back. really, as I say, keep your gutters clean. We've got to be take wood away from the house. So that entire huge uh, mound of <laughs> dry wood that we keep behind the barbecue area. Well, that's, it's probably safer there, but because it's not close to the house, do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But you know, and you haven't got great big trees near the house like we used to. Yeah, that's true. So um, I just think you just need to keep your guts clean and follow and get a fire plan. Get a fire plan. <laughs> I, I do think today, in today's society now, at least everything's digital. Like I wouldn't lose a single baby photo. You lost all our baby photos, didn't you? Yes, I got a lot back from my parents though because luckily I'd been sending them some. Yeah. So that was nice. I got some school photos back from school friends. Um, Brad got some school photos back and some college photos back from friends. Oh, like photos that you'd sent to other people. Yes, because that's what we used to do. If we took photos, we'd sometimes get two doubles, two double, yeah. double prints and send some home. So, Well, that was a blessing, wasn't it? It was. It was. You lose more than you think you'd lose. Yeah. Because sometimes I think, oh, I've got one of those, or that's what I used to think, and then I suddenly think, oh, no, I don't. You know, Did so. you find anything when you came back? The only thing we remember is, do you remember I had a, a, a funny-looking... It's not ceramic. It was made of some sort of metal and it had lots of 50p pieces in it. And all the 50p pieces were, I mean, they're still all right, but they were blackened. So basically nothing. Nothing nothing survived. A microwave dish. A microwave dish? (laughs) A microwave browning dish, which I didn't use very much, and that was about it. Mm. There was nothing, nothing really at all. How long until this house got built, rebuilt? Nine months. Nine months. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing. The, the the 
that that side of things was great because the army came in and cleared so many blocks down our street. Yep. And took you to the tip a couple of times, I think. Yep. So the whole thing was cleared for us. We, because we had a pool, we had to put fish carp in. Yeah, we had to put carp. fish in. Well, if you'd emptied it, we had a tile pool. Well, you still got the tile pool. And if we'd left it empty, all the tiles would have fallen off. So, in fact, we put fish in to keep the mosquitoes down because people would otherwise, mosquitoes would have just devoured everybody else around. And we fenced off the pool. Yeah. And and then we put we went and had a look for a house and then put house plans in. Basically looked around for a builder and the next thing you know, it was being done. That's pretty quick these days. It was very quick. Cons- very quick. Like but I think cl- there were a lot of people there doing the same thing, so, you know. Yeah. We're if very it, lucky. if it's um, any consolation, it it was whilst it was probably a really horrible period for you and Dad. I think Ben, Tom, and I were kind of none the wiser to how traumatic it probably was for you at the time. Well, do you remember doing a speech at school? You had everybody in tears. No, you what did, did I a t- speech about the bushfire and how you'd lost your doll and how. You'd said that everything was going to be all right and it wasn't. And oh. and everybody was sort of, oh, you poor thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, I wrote a speech about the bushfires? Yes, you and with a bit of help, I think, with my, probably myself. Yes. Oh, I don't remember that. You don't remember it? No. Oh, I wish I had a copy of it. I remember um, them coming and taking photos of me for a newspaper. Yes. And they were they were actively trying to make me cry. And I was like, I can't cry on cue. I'm very awkward in front of a camera when I'm on my own. Like, And so they put, like, um, eye drops down my cheeks to make it look like I was crying. And I was like, you guys are frauds. This is not what's happened. Yeah. No, but you did do a very good speech. And if I could find it, I'd get it out for you because it's quite moving. Is it? I don't know if I kept a copy, but I'll have a look when I get home. We might share, I did actually find some newspaper articles the other day yeah. and it was of us like standing Stand- in front of the home and it it was, yeah. It was, was that in a folder? Yeah, a manila folder with plastic well, sleeves. If you find it, that might be where your speech might be. Oh, okay. I'll have a look. Well, listen, thank you for joining us last minute. Not a problem. Thank you for um, just being a pillar of strength for me and carving out the way on how to be a good, brave parent, even in the face of... Adversity. Adversity uh, slash bushfires and being homeless. <laughs> yeah. Well, weren't for long. People were very nice then. Like after, not our family. Well, my mum and dad obviously came out and Brad's brother came up with some things and, and obviously they said, you, you know, quite welcome to come and stay, but it was too far away. From school. From school, so... Mm. We ended up staying in Bangor at someone's mother's house for a while. We had to buy them a new washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else lent us their house for a little while. We, uh, Some really old, good old friends lent us their holiday house for yeah. a holiday. Um, so that was brilliant. So. Yeah, we did bump around. It kept things exciting, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> did. <laughs> All right, you go for right. dinner. Thank, Thank you, you for joining us, guys. I'll get Big B on. I'm just going to I'm gonna filter through whoever's in this family because it's a revolving door at the moment. We've got guests on. We've got guests here quite frequently, and I'm just going to get everyone on the podcast because they've all got very exciting, moving stories to tell. Yeah. All right, Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Mwah. Bye. Love you. Bye. All right. Love you guys. I'll see you next week. Bye.